Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. You can go there to get all your wrestling news. Tomorrow morning, you can catch my match ratings. You can catch uh, the new stats piece. Both of those will be up uh, almost immediately on FightfulSelect.com tonight as early access. But hey, they'll be at FightfulWrestling.com in the morning. We've got SmackDown Live to talk about tonight for December 11th, 2018. We've got a a debut of sorts to talk about, and we're going to make our TLC predictions. I am joined by Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you? Uh, I, I'm I'm very good. Uh, after that episode of SmackDown, that was that was pretty great WWE programming. What are is you, this Alex that we're experiencing I, the last I, couple I, of nights? Listen, yesterday I was like, listen, it wasn't terrible. And that's that's rare for me on a Raw night. Uh, SmackDown's usually better than Raw as a whole, but this was just a damn fine episode of WWE programming. Yeah, man. I, I published a report on FightfulSelect.com. If you all were subscribers, I think I scooped WWE by a solid 60 seconds <laughs> on the, the uh, Mustafa Ali deal, and then I published a story uh, mentioning that there would be uh, the Shane McMahon Miz tag team. If you guys want to find out, and I've had a lot of people, dozens, if not a hundred people, have probably asked me, Sean, why don't you post what's going to happen on Raw and SmackDown anymore? Well, mm-hmm. Jimmy Van on the Listen Your Boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, edition 102, will reveal why that is the case. And I am very, very excited. Easily our most requested topic of all time on Fightful is this story. And Jimmy will tell it tomorrow. Make sure you guys tune in. But we got SmackDown Live to talk about. As I mentioned, I published this story that Mustafa Ali would be appearing on SmackDown Live. Uh, It happened. Daniel Bryan came out, cut a promo, was interrupted by Mustafa Ali. Now, now the, the subject of Daniel Bryan's promo, he says basically the fans aren't sheep because sheep are way better than these people. Mm-hmm. After that, I feel like it went downhill. Like, while the delivery was fine, it was a whole lot of nothing for about eight minutes. Yeah, no, it's like, you're not sheep. Sheep actually have some redeeming qualities. 
You're yeah. parasites, that's what you are. And I'm going to de- tell you, Webster's defines parasite as blank. Like, it just yeah. felt like somebody giving a book report they hadn't really prepared for. Yeah, or maybe a script for a wrestling show that they hadn't really prepared for, which is often Either the way. case. Either way, yeah. It's often the case. I'll be hitting you guys with some stats here and there that will be included in the stats piece that comes out uh, every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. So uh, make sure you guys peep that out as well. This, this, again, this was excruciating, but Mustafa Ali comes out, and Daniel Bryan says that he knows exactly who Mustafa Ali is, and I thought that was a nice touch. Yes, I did too. There, uh, there, was, there was a lot of Daniel Bryan helping Mustafa Ali over 100%. this first half hour or so, Alex. Yeah, no, this is um, uh, yeah. Uh, if you go back to Mustafa Ali's round one uh, cruiserweight classic match uh, two and a half years ago, Daniel Bryan fully retired at that time. He hadn't even been given the 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 GM job at that point. Um, was was doing color commentary, and you could tell when he was doing that match that he, how enamored he was of Mustafa Ali, saying, "Wow, this guy was an alternate." He's not even supposed to be in this tournament. Uh, he he remarked on all of his big moves, the, the springboard Spanish fly, which Daniel Bryan took, the uh, inverted 450. He, he actually said, who even thinks of that? Like, that was the idea that that Daniel Bryan, at least, you know, he may have been, you know, selling it, but it felt like it was Daniel Bryan honestly saying, this kid's got real potential. And I wonder how much of that moment, Daniel Bryan watching him and saying, wow, this kid's going to go someplace translates to two and a half years later, Daniel Bryan saying, if I'm going to fight somebody as a, as a surprise, I want it to be this guy and I'm going to put him over. I'm going to make him look like a million bucks when I beat him. Like it's, it really felt that way to me. You could tell the amount of respect that Daniel Bryan had for Mustafa Ali. And if you think about where Mustafa Ali came from, wasn't even supposed to be in the, in the cruiserweight classic and now to now be the real face of two Oh five live and having a match against the WWE champion. That's kind of amazing. It's the old adage of make your opponent look good, and then when you beat him, you look even better type yep. of thing. Yep. Now, there there are characters to be made and absolutely shitting on your opponent, too. The Rock that sure. made a good career of it. Conor McGregor's made a good career of it, but it's very rare, and it takes a special kind of charisma to be able to pull that off. I don't know that Daniel Bryan has that. He has this yep. type that, that really, really works for him. Uh, as... <laughs> As excruciating as I found the eight minutes or so of Daniel Bryan, I loved his interactions with Mustafa Ali. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he puts blames on the fans essentially for being xenophobic assholes. Yes. And <laughs> Mustafa Ali says that the Daniel Bryan that motivated him would not be acting like this. He'd want to fight, and Ali wants to fight. And just I <laughs> when Daniel Bryan looks at Mustafa and goes, what type of car do you drive? Yeah. I knew where it was going, but yeah. it didn't matter. And yeah. Mustafa knew where it was going. Of course he did. <laughs> and Mustafa says, I drive an SUV. And Daniel Bryan, looking up at Mustafa <laughs> yeah. Ali, goes, you're a, you- you're a tiny little man. <laughs> Why would you ever drive an SUV? I, like- I, I love that. Daniel Bryan having like the reverse Napoleon complex. Yes. Yeah. Like not quite to the crash Holly level where he's carrying around a scale and having himself yeah. announce his 400 pounds, but yeah. looking up at a guy, a cruiserweight, yeah. <laughs> staring up at a cruiserweight yeah. and saying, you're such a tiny man. 
Yep. And Mustafa says, you know, I have a family. Then he calls Mustafa ignorant and slaps him. The fight mm-hmm. is on, and I really like this match. Brian methodically works over Ali in the ring with stomps, but Ali's able to come back and knock Brian out of the ring. Ali's uh, burst of offense doesn't last long as he gets posted, and we go to a commercial. There's a lot of action in this commercial. Yeah, I was I was really miffed by that because we know from from dealing with Anna Bauer that if you're in a in a country other than the United States, you don't see any of this stuff that happens during commercials. Like she would talk to us about like, oh no, I didn't, I missed all of that. That doesn't get shown to us in Australia. Uh, I know even Canada doesn't get it. So um, it's really too bad that that Mustafa Ali's huge comeback, and then the moment where he was about to win. And then he got he uh, 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 got put in in the yes lock. It was in the yes lock for like a minute and a half, like fighting through it and not giving up. All of that was only seen by people in the United States who happen to be paying attention when there's no sound during commercials. We see an old Billy Robinson special, the half hatch suplex during the commercial. I love that. Uh, but Daniel Bryan gets caught and hit with that Spanish fly. He took it great. So good. That and we don't usually see the yes lock applied during a commercial, so they did not work this match like it was a television match, they They worked it like it was a pay per view match or a house show match more a pay per view match than a house show match, yes, absolutely. In my estimation, yeah, we come back in the middle of that yes lock and Ali gets to the ropes. Ali does this thing where he rolls out of a belly to back superplex and then pops up and into the ropes, which I think actually added something. Oh, being great. Holding ropes a little bit. Yep. He avoids a corner drop kick, but you could tell Daniel Bryan was going out of his way to make Ollie look very strong here. Ollie misses the 054, which is an inverted 450, an imploding 450. Has his leg worked, worked over, and he's forced to tap out to the heel hook. I would have loved this for a couple minutes longer, but a good display for Mustafa Ali, a good display for Daniel Bryan. Yep. There were no losers here. Mustafa Ali who has never been cruiserweight champion, uh, to my knowledge, has nope, he? No, nope. Went head-to-head with the WWE champion to kick off a show when WWE is really looking to increase their viewership. In fact, I was told that they kind of announced this thinking, well, if we announce it, it'll get some viewers. Yep. As opposed to, if we do it as a surprise, it, it won't. But Brian catches up with Mustafa Ali on the ramp, stomps him out. What do you think of the segment afterwards? Um, I, I think this is this is this is great. Like, uh, this is the thing is that if this, I mean, if you're gonna say that Finn Balor is allowed to be uh, a WWE superstar, not a, not a two hundred five live guy, I mean, he outweighs uh, Mustafa, I think, by four pounds. So there's no reason Mustafa Ali, body type wise, can't have these matches. And I feel like, no slight to Finn Balor. He'd find more offense to give against the bigger dudes than just running front drop kicks and sling blades. Like he would find other things to do as a small guy. If this is an audition for possibly him moving up and getting into the you know lower tier intercontinental U.S. title type level, um, then he passed with flying colors. If this is, um, hey everybody, this guy is on two hundred five live. Maybe you should come over and watch that. If that's what it is, great. That's also he passed flying colors. If this is a, hey, let's see if we want to use more of these guys more often on SmackDown and Raw, prove what the purple brand can do, Mustafa. Yeah, he knocked that out of the park too. So really, there's no there, there's no way he lost in this. They actually put a thing on Instagram where he's walking backstage 
and uh, Jeff Hardy puts him over. The Usos put him over. The New Day put him over as they're as he's walking back to the training room. Like it, they didn't have to do that. They they obviously see something in him, and they should. Uh, he's fantastic, and he has got a really bright future as long as they give him a little nudge. You're you muted. Mustafa checks a lot of the right boxes. Yeah, and I thought his performance today was great. I'll say this, tonight's rap battle was not as good as last year. <laughs> no, I think that was intentional. <laughs> yes, by design, it was not as good. New Day out, hosting it, looking like they raided Virgil's 1989 wardrobe. Yeah. Like, you have an, or- an obnoxious orange, like, tux with the sleeves ripped off. The bar are wearing an Adidas jumpsuit. Seamus and Cesaro do a really bad cover of Ice Ice Baby. Oh, really? Ser- terrible. Real bad. Yeah. By design again. Mm-hmm. The Usos is more of a promo that rhymes than a rap battle. Yeah, it's a free flow thing, you know? Yeah. More like a poetry slam. Yes, it was It was more of a deaf poetry jam. Yes. But it's way better than the bars. They talk yes. about how stupid Seamus looks, how they messed up Cesaro's teeth and a lot more. The bar get angry and attacked. They're fought off briefly, but that doesn't last long. The bar gain the advantage going yeah. into Sunday. Um, That's it. Yeah. Where they ran into problems the last time was it was a legitimately good contest between the New Day and the Usos. Oh, and yeah. So, and so when... when the, push the envelope a lot, too. Which it, that time. Which I think did. the goal was, let's piss off Alberto Del Rio, and they succeeded. Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that... You had half the audience thinking one team won, the other one thinking the other team won, and then Wale was the one judge, and he was scripted to give it to the to the New Day, and and it, all hell broke loose. Everyone was like, "No, the Usos actually won it." The, the judges, the judges' scorecards were were wrong, uh, and so this were like, "Well, let's just have one team absolutely suck, so everyone knows who won." <laughs> That's yeah. easy. Uh, uh, I, I did enjoy Sheamus uh, cutting a hole in the top of his bucket hat his run DMC bucket hat so that his mohawk could, could go through. That was cool. Uh, and I love the Usos. Um, how do you knock out Cesaro's teeth with no knuckles? I don't know. Well, let me introduce you to my friend, Mr. Turnbuckle. That was great. That yeah. was excellent. I love that very, very much. This definitely missed my dude Wale, who follows me on Twitter, and you can too, at Sean Ross Sapp. I, I will go as far as to say, though, Alex, Neither one of these guys brought the heat in Vegas. No. They, or neither, yeah, as, as much as I put over the Usos for theirs being better, they, they did not bring the fire. But, but you can by going to actionheat.com slash Fightful. Because if you want to bring the heat, you want to stay warm, whether you're in Vegas, New York City, wherever the hell you are. Hey, maybe you're getting ready for WrestleMania weekend. I think it's like April, but April in New York can be real cold, my friends. Actionheat.com slash Fightful can help you because Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. You can control your environment at the touch of a button with Action Heat. They are engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels, which are similar to a heated car seat. They can reach up to 135 degrees. Use that rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours, and you can charge your phone. You can charge your tablet. Anything else. Action Heat provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body. Men's and women's heated jackets, shirts, base layers, long johns, socks, gloves, hats, 
any of it. And you can find it at your budget starting at just $39.99. They are perfect for a holiday gift. If you're sitting there wondering what the hell am I going to get somebody, actionheat.com slash Fightful. Save 20% now when you use that code Fightful. Or just visit actionheat.com slash Fightful and see what they have to offer. We definitely thank Action Heat for sponsoring the podcast. And I am a big believer in their product. I love their gloves. I love their shirt. Use them all the time. Big fan. Miz is out. Says that this is Shane McMahon's week to hold the World Cup. Shane is brought out. And Miz wants to prove to Shane that they can be great tag team partners, Alex. He then brings a ref out. But that isn't all that he brings out, Alex. No, no, it's not. He brings out Chip and Chad. The the Vegas boys? Is that what the Vegas them? boys? And I mean, if they're the Vegas boys, they probably wrestled at Sam's Town, so they're used to quiet crowds, <laughs> as is. Some of the worst wrestling crowds of all time are at Sam's Town Live. But they get their ass handed to them by Shane McMahon, who they, hits they a do. spinning elbow, a flying back elbow. This because Shane just instinctively fights back. Shane then delivers one of the worst goddamn float over DDTs I have ever seen in my life. That was miserable. Yeah. No, he's 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 really only good for jumping off high things and either landing on people or not landing on them and hurting himself. Like that's that's it. He can jump for distance or that and that's about it. Uh, the wrestling moves when done by Shane never look good. He's got a good flying back elbow, but that's a strike. That's not a wrestling move. I mean, there uh, he's tried doing that float over DDT thing since he was, you know, back in 99, whenever yeah. he was doing most of his wrestling as a kid. Uh, and, and it never, it never looked great back then, but tonight was the worst. Ever. Nobody quite does it like the rock did. No, I mean, he, no, the rock was perfect. He, he was really introduced perfect. it. So they win, by the way. Yeah. Terrible match for what it was. Paige is not happy about this, especially when the Vegas boys show up <laughs> and reveal that the Miz told them that they could invoice her for $5,000. Yeah, he, he also told the ref that Paige had sanctioned the match when she had not. To be fair, I tried to get Jimmy to pay me $5,000 for the fight with Melissa on Listen Your Boy 100, and he also right. ripped that invoice up. So yeah. I can relate. Yeah, uh, she threatens to fire the ref who handled that match, and you know probably understandably so. But he didn't know he was. He, he figured if Shane's involved, listen, there's a okay. there are a lot of times where, especially on Raw, not so much on SmackDown, but on Raw a lot, like where where a guy will be giving a promo and somebody else comes out and says, "You want a match? Let's have it right now. Get a ref out here," and there's no GM in sight. And the ref comes down and they have a match. It's standard business practice for WWE. Why would this guy think tonight was any different? So, yeah, I understand that he would think that it's probably sanctioned. I mean, if not, why would you have a problem with it? It's a wrestling match and a wrestling show. So, so I, I sympathize with him. Hey, McMahon finds The Miz backstage and McMahon is angry. Miz says, despite his accolades, the USA show. The WWE Championship, headlining WrestleMania. He was never called best in the world until Shane came along. That is such a weird, trivial thing. I know. I love it. But I I like it for this, and I'm okay to see where it goes. Shane will not shake his hand, though. No. 
So what do you think these guys do at Wrestle or not WrestleMania? Shit. Uh TLC, if anything. I don't think they do anything. I think they're holding them off for a while. I mean, unless unless I'm assuming after the, after what happened to, tonight, but well, maybe not. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep my eye on it. I'm keeping my eye on that, and we'll, we'll kind of. Uh, it it. I would much rather see uh, somebody replace Oscar as just so the Miz can get in the final of uh, finals of the the mixed mass challenge. Maybe his partner is Naomi or somebody or whatever. Um, because I want Miz to be number thirty of the Royal Rumble. I don't want him to. I want him to gloat about it. For a full month, staying well, one half I'm, I'm is, number thirty. One I'm, half of that match is Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Is it really? Did they did they beat? Did they they beat, beat Apollo Cruz oh, and Bailey. That's that's bad. Why why do Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox have a match on pay per view in 2018? Why? Bailey doesn't. Man, Bailey doesn't. my God, this is the uh, for Shane McMahon. He technically had a match on SmackDown last month. But this week was the first time he had any physical contact in a SmackDown match since April 2009. Wow. April 2009. He teamed with Batista back then. Randy Orton comes out, cuts a pretty lame promo about what a chairs match is and how to use them. I don't... Listen, like, if you were to tell me, hey... Uh, how would you make a match that you already don't care about, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton again, even lamer? Make it about chairs. Make it with just a bunch of chair spots. Like there's there's ways of like livening up a, a matchup with chairs, but uh, I don't need to see like, hey, oh no, is he gonna hit the draping DDT on a chair? Oh no, is he gonna use? The, the the chair as part of a 619 like it's going to be just spots being set up like that i mean uh, listen when we when we talk about this for the during the preview for two tlc and you ask me who do i think is going to win my answer is going to be don't care because it couldn't possibly matter less everybody saw mysterio coming except for orton right well yeah because he came from behind, he he, he like the crowd obviously. was loud. No, it was so bad. I uh, didn't see him coming, but I saw him coming. Yeah, no, it was bad. Uh, it, especially when they like when they did like the super close up on on Randy's face. I was like, oh, this is they're they're, they're making sure they hide Ray. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> they, they they can't all be winners. <laughs> we have Rusev and Jeff Hardy. Taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Rusev and Jeff Hardy would win their first televised tag team match together, but they did actually team together on a house show back in October. Hmm. R-Truth and Carmella interrupt the beginning of this match to do a dance break. I'm okay with that. Your mixed match challenge commercial. Yes. So, fair. Fair. Uh, The match itself, Joe slams Hardy into the barricade, beats down Hardy all throughout the break. Nakamura gets that running knee in the corner, tags back out. Samoa Joe applies a rest hold, and then Hardy hits Whisper in the wind. Almost ended up just like the one on Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> but not quite. Uh, to which I think, and I don't think he has the wherewithal at his age, he should just roll off of them. Yeah, sure, yeah. But I don't think he has the knees for that. Rusev gets the hot tag, puts a clubbering on Nakamura. It culminates with a spinning heel kick. Rusev is not able to apply the accolade, but avoids a Nakamura knee to hit the Machka kick for a win. I love the final sequence of this match. It was really a run-of-the-mill tag match, but the finish, I rather liked. 
Yeah. So um, right now, correct me if I'm wrong. There is no Hardy versus Joe match at TLC, and there is no Rusev versus Nakamura match at TLC. Correct. Um, I would rather see either of those matches than Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Like, I know they have Mysterio back. They want to give him something to do. That's fine. Whatever it is, have him do something other than Randy Orton. But, like, at least you have a hot feud between Joe and Hardy. Like, Joe's got his promos delivered behind a bar about, you know, the dangers of excess. And, hey, you have a guy who's the U.S. title holder. Maybe he should defend it on your pay-per-views occasionally. So, yeah, I don't know when the last – did he – did he defend and it? There are 12 matches booked for TLC right now. I, there are too many already. They should always include the titles. Yeah. The titles should always be matches at the pay-per-views. I, th- maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I feel like a title should be defended at the pay-per-view, whatever it is. Yeah, when I think of that, I'm, I'm like, man, when's am, am I missing something? It wasn't defended, obviously, at Survivor Series. He had a match. At least he had a match. But it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a title defense. I don't Correct. think he had, I don't think he had a match in October, did he? Oh man, I don't think he had a match. I mean, he might have had a match at, at Hell in a Cell in September. It's been months since Crown he's Jewel, him. maybe. Yeah, Crown Jewel, probably. Did he? No. Yeah, no. yeah. He defeated Rusev at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Wow, I forgot. And I forgot about that entirely. Well, that, that's the state of the U.S. title right now. Yeah. AJ Styles is backstage. He says, this isn't the new Daniel Bryan. It's the real Daniel Bryan. He's going to beat him up Sunday. That's what's up. How much of a jerk is AJ Styles that he's he's there in the building, and yet he won't go out to save Mustafa Ali from being beat down in effigy? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I like it when storylines are rooted in reality, Alex. Yeah. I guess that's true. The history of AJ. <laughs> AJ seems to be a nice dude. It seems like he's grown a lot. I, it was yeah, a joke, guys. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. But still, <laughs> I, I I prefer my babyface challengers or champions to be on the side of what is good and right. And when the when the heel champion or challenger is beating down a guy in your stead, you come out and run off the bad guy. That's what a good asshole shouldn't be driving an SUV. That's I guess. AJ's like, you know what? I, I see. I get it. I get it now. AJ's like, I drive a Prius, y'all. So I understand. <laughs> Oscar defeated Charlotte Flair via DQ. In my match ratings, I probably would have added another quarter of a point if this didn't end in a DQ, but not that I disagree with the decision or anything. Oscar is backstage, and she said that when she came to WWE's main roster, she was wrong that nobody was ready for Oscar, but she's going to fix that mistake. Becky Lynch reminds Kayla Braxton that her first match back will be at TLC where she has to essentially test her face. Keep in mind, you you had people in this line of work trying to tell you that Becky was not cleared one week ago. She wrestled at tribute to the troops. Yeah. Fightful.com, you all. We had the news. Charlotte says she doesn't get broken. She breaks streaks. So Asuka will not break her tonight. This match was real good. I liked it. Asuka dove for an ankle lock early, but got dropped on her head by Charlotte. And Asuka returned the favor with a nasty German suplex. They were just straight schlumping each other on their heads and necks here, aren't they? Yes, they were. This They're, was this was uh, uh, rough. Like not 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 bad and rough. Like they were not playing nice with each other five days before the pay per view. 
Yeah. Uh, I am told that Asuka is doing a dance break during Mixed Match Challenge, so she is... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply wrestling right She's now wrestling this is the thing I, I i wouldn't put it past them to have that team wrestle and then say well oscar you can't wrestle twice at tlc so naomi's gonna be a replacement in the finals because that's just how w uh, mixed match challenge works well we'll have more on the uh naomi and the plans for her tonight <laughs> so oscar for some reason after she missed a rear view Sat in the ropes while Charlotte big booted her. I don't know why. It happens know. a lot. Yeah, the, the the yeah, it's her kryptonite. It's the only spot that I I don't like. But Charlotte Flair goes for a moonsault, and Charlotte ain't hitting that moonsault. Nope. If, if Charlotte switched that to a moonsault drop kick to the hip, yeah, I would be more or a moonsault stomp like Teddy Hart used to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm more inclined to believe it would land because she lands on her feet. That's why it works outside the ring. She has more room to rotate. Yeah. Everybody can catch her. Hey, do a moonsault press. Do yeah. the old AJ reverse DDT, but add a little bit more onto it. Yeah. Hope, just, just hope that the person <laughs> is in position. But Asuka kicks her up into the air and catches her in an Asuka lock. This was a fantastic transition and reversal. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, these two really work well together. That was why I was kind of disappointed. It wasn't like a that 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 uh, that I was disappointed that, that WrestleMania was a one off because I felt like those two had had a story to tell and they were working really well together. They could have done all more matches. Yeah, uh, the, the transition here just really stood out to me. That was real good stuff. Oscar grabs an octopus arm bar as we come back from a break, but Charlotte slams her way out of it. Charlotte then applies the figure four and starts to slap Oscar. Really goes to work on the leg of Asuka. Asuka does almost get the win with a small package. Gets a two count, countering a spear with a code breaker. And then she throws some Toshiaka Kawada style kicks. Her facial expressions during these kicks were so good and main event level. And just really exemplary of all of what I I thought Asuka can be and was. Yeah. I, I'm I'm loving this version of her. I think that this is what she should have been when she got brought up. Instead, she lost that match to to um, to Charlotte, and then was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Carmella." Whoops! No, somebody's wearing my robe and mask. Oh no, it's James Ellsworth, and now I can't beat anybody for a few months. And it just felt. Wrong that they had done that with our Oscar, the one we had watched just level people in NXT for so long. Uh, and she can still be that. It's, it's still within her. Just let her do that. And tonight they absolutely let her do that. And I would not be opposed to seeing her win the, the championship uh, on Sunday and, and let her be this killer for a while. Charlotte hits a spear for a two count. Moonsault, she lands on her feet again, but then transitions into a figure four. Another good one. Yep. 
Oscar rolls into an Oscar lock, but both women tumble to the outside. Charlotte attacks Oscar with a kendo stick, gets DQ'd. Charlotte goes after Becky, but Becky gets the kendo stick and wears out Charlotte. But then Oscar has her turn as we go off the air. Becky and Charlotte with an awesome cane ass kicking. Uh, like she just beats them both down. Yep. Good way to close the show. You've got Charlotte hot. You've got Becky hot. Oscar's getting the crowd reactions, but I thought this was a good way to heat her up before this this TLC match. Yeah, no, this is this is really great. It establishes her as a real threat. Uh, in the old days, there's no way she could possibly win the match because she stood tall to go into it, but that's not always the case. We say this before every pay-per-view. Eventually, we'll follow up and actually look at the stats and find out how often it is if you actually stand tall at the end of the go-home show that you win on pay-per-view, eventually we'll figure that part out. But it certainly does seem that it's not as automatic as it used to be. Um, I, I did love her doing the th- hitting the, the kendo stick on both of them, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That was really cool. Um, th- these three women are going are gonna to kill each other on, on Sunday uh, for our amusement. Very excited for this. Paige said on uh, on a WDB digital clip that Miz is responsible for Naomi and Mandy Rose not having their match tonight because of his unscheduled match. Oh, no. man, I like that they made sense of it. That's good. I like that. All it takes is one of those. Yep. It just takes Paige in a 27-second clip explaining it. All right, cool. In canon. You told me why this match that you advertised didn't happen. Yep. So I am completely down for that. All about it. So, uh, ooh, I see the Miz pulling Asuka in front of him as he was about to eat a super kick. Oh, no. So it, <laughs> we very well could have Carmella and R-Truth against Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, we'll talk about this in a bit. <clears throat> let's talk about the, the raw viewership really quickly. Seth Rollins comes out and says, ratings are low. The show sucks. Does worst viewership yeah. ever, ever. These numbers don't mean quite what they used to, but I can tell you guys that there has been a drastic decrease in just straight up interest. Yeah. I mean, our numbers aren't where they are in the summer, in the spring, all that. The YouTube numbers, they if they would have put a TLC match on in June, yeah, it would have probably cracked 1.3, 1.4 million views on YouTube. Yeah, It's struggling to hit 900,000 a day later. So those are down too. Just general interest in wrestling is down right now, despite the fact that WWE is getting all this money. I mean, my God, their, their stock price has dropped. 30% over the last few months as well. Yeah. Not not a big surprise. What what do these numbers say to you? Because I mean, obviously there, there are other metrics. Right. Um I feel like there's I feel like there's a there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but I feel like more people that more and more people that I know are cord cutting. And they're not even watching anything live. Everything they watch is is a day later uh on Hulu or whatever. Uh, or they they don't even do that. They're just like, well, I got Netflix. That's pretty much all I need. Like, I don't need to see nothing. Nothing is employment viewing anymore, except for like live sports. And as much as sports entertainment has that beginning, it's not really sports. 
So I, I just I, I feel like this is there's going to be a downward trend, and the the fact is you can't go on um, at the beginning of a show after you've had several weeks of like crap and be like, hey everybody, we know ratings are bad. Watch the show tonight, right now, currently. Tune in right now. That's the, not how it works. Maybe after what they did last night, ratings next week will be up because people watched some stuff, you know, from last night. They watched it today or they watch it tomorrow and they go, actually, that was a pretty good Raw. I'm going to tune in next week and watch it live. I think that you might, if, 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 there, if, if next week is as good as last night was and they continue on that trend and the ratings are still down, then they've got a real problem. But I'm I'm not surprised that the ratings didn't magically get better overnight. We will make TLC predictions. I will also make uh, ROH final battle predictions here. Uh, But I will be doing that very quickly. Let's go ahead and get into it. WWE TLC. We will have a live post show uh, immediately following the event. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Turn the bell on for notifications. All that good stuff. WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy defending the title against the former champion Cedric Alexander. Alex, who you got? Uh, I think I think I think Buddy keeps it. I think it'd be weird to like give it right back to Cedric. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Buddy keeps it. I think I think that the storyline they can really do here um, is is for somebody other than Cedric getting it back. Maybe even Mustafa Ali winning it. Uh, and then Cedric kind of resenting that he doesn't have his championship because he held it for so long. There's stuff to do there, but I feel like Buddy keeps it. Buddy's just, a, he really is. He calls himself the juggernaut, and he really, really is. I'm going with Buddy Murphy here as well. Chairs match, Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. They haven't been that interested in protecting Rey Mysterio. Uh, my answer, or, or really, I don't give a shit who wins no. this. Why? Why would we? Why would anybody? It doesn't matter. Not that cannot. It could not matter less. You're not building one. Con, like you're not building a contender. You know, like hey, this this new fresh face, and he's got a shot at Randy Orton. Could this fresh face? Well, not no. It's Rey Mysterio. Like it's an it's it's an old timers day. That's sure. what it is. I, I don't need to see it. It doesn't matter. I think Ray's gonna win. I mean, okay. I think Randy's gonna win. Just 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 for the hell of it. Does it matter if either of us are right? No. Tables match, Natalia versus Ruby Riot. It depends on if they want to book heat or they want to book a happy ending. You would think that the end game is Natalia putting Ruby Riot through a table. However, there are no rules. There's no reason for the Riot squad to not immediately gang up and throw right. her through a table. Right. And then maybe that's who Ronda faces at the Rumble or whatever to tide her over until WrestleMania season. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, Sure. Listen, I, I agree with you. I feel like the end game should be that that Natalia wins and you know defeats the bad people who make fun of her dead dad. Yes, but WWE, so we might not we might not ever get that, but we also might not get it yet. Um, so yeah, uh, gosh, this is one of those things where if you have an evil faction, um there's no reason why they wouldn't all just team up from the beginning in a no DQ match. They just, just beat up Natalia and put her through a table in the first minute of the match. Why wouldn't you just do that? And the fact that they're, they're probably not going to do that means that they've, you know, they don't even understand how their own stipulations work. 
The Bar versus The New Day versus The Usos. I feel like The Usos are primed for a title run here just because it seems like their time again. <laughs> yeah. And it, it seems like a carousel, essentially. I think I do think you got to split these teams up. I don't know if the bar will be around by the the superstar shakeup next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what kind of shape Sheamus is in, but I think you do have to split New Day and the Usos essentially, and the brand split. You, you yeah. gotta can't can't do that anymore. But I think it's the Usos. Yeah, I think the Usos. I think the Usos. The Usos should win. Uh, they they're great holding the titles, um, and they can they can wrestle anybody. Listen, if if you actually let them really go for it, and you put sanity in a title program with the Usos, those those guys could have some barn burners. But you're never you don't even put sanity on TV. They're an afterthought. So like, I mean, I'm ready for 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 new blood in the tag division on SmackDown. I do a little feature on Fightful Select uh, where I basically take the leftover people who weren't booked on the show to wrestle, and I basically book a card of people who aren't on that show. It's a nice little feature for Fightful Select members. Check that out, you guys. Elias versus Bobby Lashley. Ladder match with a guitar hanging above the ring. The first person to grab the guitar will get to use it on their opponent. This doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense, but Elias has to win this, in my estimation. Lashley has had the main event matches this year. Mm-hmm. Elias needs to get there. Yeah, And they really need good, likable characters right now. Although it seems like it's harder for them to build good heels these days than baby faces. And that was not the case one year ago. It used to be real hard. That's true. Yeah. But also it has to end with Elias busting a guitar over Bobby Lashley's ass. You'd think, um, but WWE is really good at not giving us what is logically the end game of, of anything we need so, wood going up bobby lashley's ass that's what we need we, we, we need it yes go to go to bluetooth.com code fightful hey stop it <laughs> but i will i will say um yeah i i'm i'm agreeing with you i think i think that anything with a guitar hanging above the ring should be elias's specialty Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Drew's got to win this. Yeah, Drew, Drew wins. Moving on. Raw match. They they will also probably wrestle next Monday on Raw, I would I would assume. If not the day after TLC, then certainly a week after TLC yeah. they will wrestle. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Triple threat TLC match. I think the right way to go here is having Becky Lynch lose this title so she can win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. By eliminating Nia Jax. I think that is a good way of doing it. Um, I, I I hope in that case that it's Asuka who has the title and not Charlotte. Uh, but they, they're they're dead set on, on giving Charlotte as many title reigns as her dad. I fully believe that. That is their thing, that, that she will have 16 titles, if not more, title reigns. Um, and what's one more? Rick will cry for every one of them. Good for yep. him. I, I I think Charlotte will win this. Ronda Rousey's beating Nia Jax. I mean, there's there there cannot be any other outcome. Yeah, that heat has not stayed for Nia. Like she doesn't even get the you knocked out Becky stuff heat anymore. Nope. That's gone. It's okay if she gets eliminated from the Royal Here, Rumble. But here's why: because Becky's okay. Becky's okay. That's the thing is that that the the fans aren't mad at her anymore. 
because it didn't matter. Becky's yeah. back. Becky's going to be in the marquee match of this of this weekend. And Nia, yeah, you're the face breaker, but are you really? Because she's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Mixed match challenge. Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox against R-Truth and Carmella. It has to be R-Truth and Carmella, right? They are be. the entertaining ones. They yeah. are the ones that if you... I mean, they shoehorn these people into any SmackDown segment where they'll fit for a few seconds. Why not give yourself a month of free segments leading up to the Royal Rumble? They are on vacation nonstop. I mean, I could totally see R-Truth coming out at number 30, but he gets eliminated really quickly because his suntan burned him too much on vacation and he can't handle it. That's possible. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's obviously the way to go. I do, do not need a gender Mahal, uh, vacation slides. Uh, do not need that segment, uh, which they probably would do. Um, our truth and Carmella should win. I think they're also, they don't realize how m- much fans going into the rumble are like, who's going to be surprised at 30? 30 is always a surprise. Who's going to be surprised at 30? And now it doesn't matter because we already know it's going to be whoever wins this match. So the, the, the big thing of who's going to be the surprise at 30, that's gone and out the window. Who's going to be surprised at 29 doesn't seem like it has the same ring to it. Maybe this is their way of circumventing that. You know, I wouldn't mind like some green screen of Alicia Fox running in like running of the bulls or something like that. That might be fun. Uh, you, you never know how that'll go. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, TLC match. If Corbin wins, he becomes permanent GM of Raw. If Strowman wins, he goes on to the Royal Rumble to face Brock Lesnar. And Corbin is fired from his GM position. Braun, I don't know why they didn't make this a tables match. Braun, who is hurt, could come in, immediately squash Baron, and that's it. Instead, you have several different ladder matches yeah. With multiple like possible rule sets. I don't yeah. know if anything's hanging up above the ring. What could possibly be up there? A contract that is either I don't know. What what's what what is hanging? Uh, yeah, so is it is it pinfall? I don't know. I know that the ladder match that the women are in, a title not, will be hanging up there. Yes. Meanwhile, the Elias versus Bobby Lashley match, a guitar is up there, but you don't win if you get it. You just no. get to use it. I don't know, man. This is one of those things where they they don't they they're like they're just throwing out ideas and seeing what sticks to the wall, and then they're like, okay, great, and then they don't realize they turn around five minutes later and the idea f- like fell off the wall like spaghetti that's not quite done yet. Um, yeah, this is this is a stupid idea to do it this way. It should be a tables match. You think in cor- or uh, Strowman wins? Of course, oh, God. I mean, he has to, right? I mean, if only to give us another giant disappointment in the Royal Rumble when he doesn't beat Brock again. Because yeah. they seem to be, they seem to just delight in doing that. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose Intercontinental Championship. We've heard rumors that Rollins is poised for a WrestleMania spot with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, I mean,. It wouldn't hurt for Dean Ambrose to win the title here, but... Yeah, and last night, positioning him as the voice of the fan certainly would lead 
toward that possibility of him being put in that kind of position for WrestleMania. So, yeah, he could easily lose this to, to Dean or maybe not. Like, he's got months until Mania. They don't even start the build for Mania until after the, after the Royal Rumble. It's possible that he wins tonight. Uh, win, wins tomorrow, but loses it by the rumble, or vice vice versa, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't imagine them giving it to Dean the first the first night out, but maybe they will. I really would have loved if Dean Ambrose, like the entire point of all this, was to frustrate Seth Rollins and get under his skin. And like the one thing more important than championships and wins was just frustrating Seth Rollins. Yeah, like to the point to where he avoided contact with him for months and months and months until you finally got that. Maybe with Rollins as champion. And then that's how Ro- Ambrose is like, I didn't have to win the Royal Rumble. Maybe he right. literally jumps out of the ring to avoid Seth Rollins because he, he knows of it. He knows what Seth Rollins is capable of. And then when Seth Rollins gets the championship, he's like, okay, now. Right. Now I'll let you have your crack at me, but for the title. I think Ambrose is winning. Daniel, Am- or Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, WWE Championship. Who you got? Brian. We got Brian as well. I don't think they're giving it back to AJ right now. No. Uh, I just wonder what is to become of AJ after this. He's worked Nakamura. He has oh, worked God. Samoa Joe. He has now worked Daniel Bryan. And he's worked them into like is is it Orton? Hopefully not. Hopefully I mean, not. He's they're gearing up for the Royal Rumble. So you're gonna get a whole lot of placeholder TV before then. Oh, yeah, a lot of it. You're going to get a lot of Royal Rumble qualifiers there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's left for AJ Styles, really. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know what's left for him in WWE already after three years. That's the thing. It's like he's done everything he didn't do. But the one thing that hasn't he hasn't done is spent any time at all on Raw. I know he's the guy. SmackDown is the show that AJ Styles built or whatever. Um but I wouldn't mind seeing him on the red brand for a while, if only because it would shake things up. It would there, there would allow to be a, a different focus on Mondays that isn't, you know, this same thing over and over again. There are these two guys that are on SmackDown that know AJ really well. You could throw them in there. Yeah. Maybe do something new. Ring of Honor Final Battle Friday. I will have full live coverage of that. Reminder, every week on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, Steven Jensen covers BTE, Ring of Honor, Impact, all that good stuff. Alex, have you kept up to date with any Ring of Honor? <laughs> I wish I had the time. Well, I will make uh, some some quick picks. Kenny King versus Eli Isom. I think Eli Isom is going to win because they like him a lot, even though Kenny King has had a strong push. Winner earns a shot at the ROH World title. Skrull versus Christopher Daniels. I'm going Skrull there. He's still got time on his deal. Christopher Daniels does not have much on his, at least as of uh, the last check. Uh, Matt Taven against the returning Dalton Castle. Castle still working to get back into ring shape. Ring of Honor loves Matt Taven for some reason. They have him parading around with the real world championship belt. I don't know. It seems like he borrows somebody's gimmick once a year, and there he's going to win. Gresham versus Zack Sabre Jr. If I'm Ring of Honor, I really push for Jonathan Gresham to win. He can be something special for them. He is like... They're just little sawed-off wizard. He is masterful in the ring. And he and Zack Sabre may have the best match of this weekend. Bully Ravers is Flip Gordon. Got to be Flip Gordon uh, in this I Quit match. 
Bully Ray caned him. It was exactly like the dreamer Sandman caning. I mean, Sandman was even in the match that led to it, for the love of God. It was at the ECW arena, but Flip Gordon has two years left on his deal. Bully Ray is there to put people over like this. Sumi Sakai, Madison Rain, Karen Q, Kelly Klein, Women of Honor Championship match. Karen Q has uh, WWE interest. Madison Rain, maybe, but I don't know if she's there to be a champion. I think she's more there to be a supporting player. Kelly Klein hasn't had a big push lately. I think Sakai retains it. Jeff Cobb defending his title against Adam Hangman Page. I think Cobb retains the World TV title here. They're going to have a lot invested in Jeff Cobb moving forward. SCU, the Kazarian and Scorpio Sky combo against the Briscoes and the Young Bucks in this ladder war match. I think this will be the Bucks' farewell for the time being. I think the Briscoes end up winning. Kazarian and Sky probably maybe maybe leaving soon too from what we hear. Another farewell possibly. Cody looking to win the ROH World Championship. Taking on Jay Lethal. I like this more than the uh, potential Lethal versus Taven match that was supposed to happen, which will probably happen at like 14th or 16th anniversary, whatever the show may be in February. But Cody doing this with a torn meniscus, essentially, he's got to have that repaired in January after Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm looking for Cody to uh, lose this match and lose at Wrestle Kingdom. We'll have coverage of both of those live post-show Friday night. I got shows all week long, guys, between Q&A shows and the Fightful Report on FightfulSelect.com. That is our new behind-the-scenes exclusive news show. Check that out. FightfulSelect.com is the most direct way to support us. Alex, what do you got going on this week besides TLC? Uh, <laughs> just just being a dad, man. That's that's the crazy stuff is trying to figure out when I have time to get everything I need to get done so I don't have to do anything on Sunday night where I'm watching TLC. But uh yeah, no, it's it's this has been um uh, this has been an interesting little uptick in the the possibilities of programming heading into the Royal Rumble. I'm uh, I'm excited to see what TLC if there's anything good that comes out of that heading into January. Guys, if you don't want to subscribe to Fightful Select, other great ways to support Fightful.com, which is a completely independent website uh, where we try to do things a little bit different and better for you guys. We don't waste your time with two-line articles, stuff like that. Leave us thumbs up on videos. Subscribe to this channel and uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. Head over to Twitter and retweet any or all of our stories. Uh, We are on Facebook. I'm really looking to grow that community. May do some live streams there. Give us a like on Facebook. I haven't pushed that in years, honestly. But we're going to look to do some more stuff on there. We are on Instagram. You can like us over there. Uh, And I'm always looking to grow those discus communities, especially during live shows. But just drop in on a story, comment. Let me know what you think about it. Till next time, guys. We're out.